Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new year of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are starting with some series of flashbacks, um, as we have a new stock of them. But we're also going to keep our genre around, and that will take place after the next four so four weeks of flashbacks four weeks of genre and maybe a bonus episode or two of new releases we'll see but for our flashbacks we flashback to 10 and 20 years previous so that would be 2011 and 2001 our first flashback of the year is to 2011 and that is Lauren's pick. But we're going to have eight, everybody describe the film in eight words or less first. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, mm-hmm. But what happened to Girl Without Dragon Tattoo? Okay, John. The snowman was better. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Can we just cancel him? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want to be clear. The yeah, I said it was part of my eight I, words. I gathered. <laughs> okay, cool. Second best Bond title sequence? For first best Bond title sequence. I don't like this title sequence. Can I change my eight letters? <laughs> the movie is David Fincher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, which was based off the Stieg Larsson novel of the same name. He ha- It was a trilogy of books following Lisbeth Slander. And, uh, Aren't there more now? Like they, Yeah, they, but he only wrote three. After- but according yeah. to uh, IMDb trivia, the title of the the novel is "Men Who Hate Women," which is, I think that's pretty accurate. Yes, very uh, thematic element of this movie. <laughs> but wow, why didn't they just stick with that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a more fitting title. I think like the dragon tattoo shows up like what? How many times in this movie? Once. It's not as sexy as a uh, title, I guess. Was is there? <laughs> Is there some significance to the tattoos that was supposed to be like alluded to in that one scene that we didn't really pick up on? Uh, I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, so yeah. <laughs> table that for another section, I guess. But um, Lauren picked this movie, which is kind of a murder mystery thing. It's a lot of things. But yeah, Lauren, why did you pick The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I picked it because... Just, I have such fond memories of seeing this in theaters. I know I've mentioned it like numerous times before, but the first time I saw this in uh, Christmas night, I think non spoilers, uh, but Elizabeth does something to get back. You can go full spoilers. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. When she tases the guy and drops him, I laughed so loud in the theater (laughs) that was dead quiet besides me. And it's just one of my fondest memories of a theater experience. <laughs> Wait, did you not go with Kyle? Uh, I don't think. Or, I don't know. If, was he around? I don't know. Then? It would have been either him or my dad because Kyle is often working. But yeah, like, I mean, in general, I just always really like this movie, though, because I do enjoy Elizabeth as a character for the most part. I've only seen this movie, the original Swedish version of this film and not the sequels. But I, And then I also saw um, Claire Foy's film that came out two years ago, I think. But, like, it's an enjoyable character. I wish she got more to do. I wish the first half of the film wasn't just about abuse for her the, for the most part. And admittedly, it's not just that. It's also her, come like, overcoming her abuser and very much stepping into just being a badass individual. I don't know. Overall, I still enjoy it. It's a... I think the mystery's a decent story. I will admit that at first I get confused every time they go to that parade. 
it's just like, wait, why are these pictures relevant? It doesn't really come out till the end of the film, really, why you should care <laughs> about these photographs. But um, I don't know. Overall, I always enjoy it. I will say that I completely forgot about the cat. So that was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> a brutal moment for me but stepping on your yeah, I was like, why did lauren i know <laughs> i i wiped that from my memory i wiped how much this movie was about rape from my memory but yeah i still enjoy it great performances uh great story still enjoy it holds up had every john had you seen this movie beforehand i had not okay so john nor have i seen the original well what do you think of this one <laughs> since you can't count um, it on that one and it's not about that one. <laughs> no, fair enough. Oh, I, I did have a question for Lauren, though. Did Which did you prefer, the original Swedish version or this one? John, you know me in my memory. I don't remember t- a decade ago This is definitely these. better than the Swedish one. Yeah. I mean, you which don't have to fine. read the whole time for two and a half hours. That's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Numi Rapas rightfully got some American stardom out of it, but... yeah. This this is this is oh, the better movie. I mean, who doesn't want to stare at Daniel Craig for two and a half hours? <laughs> oh, much better, or, much uh, much Mara. more attractive uh, Blomkist <laughs> yes. in this movie. Yeah, apparently. Well, I, I mean, according to the trivia, uh, I guess she actually turned down reprising the role because she just didn't want to have to go through these stories again with this character. It's kind of a lot. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. What'd you think of the movie, John? (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear this. It's worse than Snowman opinion or the Snowman. Yeah, I don't know. I think, and uh, granted, uh, like I didn't have the best. Like again, I was so distracted the entire night, and so I was very distracted. But something about the Snowman seemed more tonally mysterious and tonally. Like how forbearing exists. Well, no, I you don't appreciate the also, tone of screw Nazis. <laughs> well, I I think there's something also about the environment and kind of what I would imagine uh, Nordic countries in the winter and just the malaise that surrounds that. I'm I imagine. This movie looks pretty cold. I don't know about you. No, for sure. But Snowman, I, I just think that that aspect was gone across in Snowman more than this film. And that might not be this film's intention. And this film had a lot that it had to do as well. So I don't hold that against David Fincher, who's still, I mean, he's David Fincher. He does a great job with whatever he does. Like, he's very... Uh, Like you don't you like the when he's being just direct and uh yeah the utilitarian isn't the right word but just like just kind of natural and casual like it it makes sense but then there are times where he definitely gets a bit more cinematic with it and it also makes sense and it's also very powerful and impactful but yeah like the, the, one of the things that I liked about the snowman is for whatever reason it reminded me of old like modern British like mystery procedurals that I would watch when I was younger, like masterpiece theater mystery or whatever, where there was always some kind of thematic sense of dread or despair that was tied with England being a terrible place and like being so overcast and gray and that kind of thing that just, they got across really well in those series, which I thought also translated to the snowman. I don't think that was the point of this film, but being the snowman was the only other Nordic mystery movie that I've seen. I naturally <laughs> want to compare it to it, but no, it's a good film still, regardless. Um, again, Fincher does great. The mystery is very compelling. The acting is awesome. I think 
the first time Daniel Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara meet, I just my heart was kind of like overjoyed because it was like except from her previous supervisor, I guess you could say, who she obviously had a good relationship with. This is like the first guy that's like not treated her like a piece of shit and I just it 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 was just cool to see like two characters who you were built to cheer for separately from the start now finally meet. But it also went like really fast. Like there were times in the in the plot line where it's just like, wait, they're fucking now? <laughs> that seems out of place. And yeah. like it just Yeah. I'm glad like, we get to I talk imagine- about that. Because I think I think it it's earned, but yes. It sounded like you said yeah. they're fucking and it took me way too long to figure out what you actually <laughs> said. <laughs> hey man Females are also sexual. They can have sex whenever they want. <laughs> no, and I do appreciate kind of like the themes of or the deconstruction or criti- critique of misogyny in all its various forms. But I don't know. Yeah, it was just it was a very aerodynamic film. And by that, I mean, it went very fast, maybe too fast to leave like a really deep impact on me. Ben. But again, you watched it as the country imploded. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is true. Ben, re rewatch thoughts. Yeah, I this is my second time. First time was probably uh, a month or two before the the spider's web rolls in the spider's web. Um was that the fourth and one? I I still That's the Clairefoy one. Well, yeah. That was the Clairefoy. So it's like I, th- I think it is the fourth one, but it's yeah. technically the sequel okay, to there's the, the girl movie. with the dragon tattoo. The girl who played with fire girl who kicked the hornet's nest and then the girl who played with fire i feel like fires to hornet's nest is three okay. and then yeah, spider web sounds like was the savage. the one they wrote without <laughs> and then i almost was like the girl with all, with all the gifts or whatever but that's something completely <laughs> different oh that's a great movie like i'm kind of with john on that where it's like there there are times where it just feels like whoa wait what like i you can't really call it a romance but that that connection between uh elizabeth and and blomquist just doesn't it just doesn't sit right with me especially at the ending where she's like shocked that this guy who's been sleeping with a married woman is still sleeping with this married woman or might be like i it it just hurts the movie a little bit for me not enough to be like for once yeah and it sucks for her obviously she could do better than him it's fine i think i would have liked more of stellan skarsgård because i think like that that scene in his dungeon is like <laughs> one of the best did it a fantastic job your movie yeah like your skin is crawling the entire time if you have more skarsgård and- you 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 would think no. You'd make him the. As soon you would, as he you would shows assume up, he's you the know, killer. He, it's it's him. As soon as he shows up, you know he's the killer. Yeah, it's because it's like it's it's gonna be. Yeah, it's like I that that twist. I definitely were twist. It's like I I saw that coming because Skarsgård was the only other actor I knew. Um, you know the and, you know the uh, grandpa. Yeah, but it's like again, it's like what's his first name? Christopher Plummer. Yes, thank you. Him hiring the person to find out who killed, like if he had done it, it just it's it would have been just felt silly to me. It's the ultimate Um, throw them off the trail. (laughs) Not the tone, not the tone that this movie was going for. So it was Skarsgård. You know, as soon as I saw him, I was convinced the killer was going to be the dragon. (laughs) When she falls asleep at night, it actually comes off her back and just goes 
murders everyone. But the of course the reveal that, you know It was the carrot. Yes. Yeah, that Harriet was still alive is like, holy shit, I had actually forgotten about that since my last <laughs> viewing. Uh, so that was really cool, you know, having that happen a second time. Yeah, now that you mention it, I actually had forgotten that too. I remembered who what the murderer was, but I forgot she was still alive. Right? And I forget, and, and I did, I remembered Skarsgård being the bad guy. I didn't remember how good he was at it. Because, like, he, he is, like, this, you're, like, before that big reveal, you're almost like, man, maybe he is, like, okay, and I'm looking at this the wrong way, and it's like, oh, nope, nope, he's, uh, Jesus Christ, he is. He's Jesus Christ. Him. He's not Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Clarification. <laughs> Clarification oh to God, religious though. viewers. <laughs> there was, when she took her computer somewhere, did it say Mac Jesus on the wall in that guy's shirt, or did I make that up? I swear well, it said Mac didn't Jesus. Didn't catch that detail. Not, um, I will find a photo also, of it for you guys. <laughs> it was... It was cool to see uh, the the actress who played Electra in the Daredevil series in something that wasn't Daredevil. Who so was she? She was, she was um, uh, Elizabeth's one night stand. Oh, the girl with the possibly the one night stand. Nice she seemed pretty cool. Tattoo, I'm like, I'll come back. Whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> the lesser known sequel. Yes, the girl with the knife tattoo. It's actually a spinoff series. <laughs> so did you did you appreciate it more or less? Same. About the same. Yeah. Like it's it's still good. I totally recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. Like it's it's a good thriller. Uh, and like Lauren said, I think Lisbeth is a great character. I'm amazed that we didn't get more movies with her. Yeah, no, it's like, it's it's insane. Them. They did not make the the. Apparently, the they they had Steve Zalian, who wrote the script, had adapted the last two books into one movie, which apparently was I never finished Hornet's Nest. I think I started it, but. It's apparently that was a good call to condense the. It was about one movie's worth of story spread across two kind of big books, and apparently it was an excellent script. And Fincher's like, I just need one hundred and twenty million dollars, and they, I, I can't believe they bought. Yeah, that that was part of my but why. It's like, why did we not get the sequel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, it, yeah, and instead that's what they do. It's like, what if we did the first book that the author didn't write? <laughs> Everyone loves an origin story. It's okay. Granted, we we did get a really good performance from Claire Foy. Yeah, I enjoyed not, that movie. Not Rooney, not Rooney Mara level. That's but. the thing they did with uh, Hellboy too, though. Hey, uh, we, oh, we want to re, Ooh. we want to bring back the character, but we don't want to redo it with the A plus director <laughs> who did an amazing job with the first thing that they did. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, also Ron Perlman was like getting pretty old like even he was saying he's under a pile of red makeup he would (laughs) they could have made it work (laughs) he even perlman himself though was saying he's like aging out of the role so like i can see they could have done that with the the character old man hellboy yeah old man hellman just like old man logan actually that would be sick and then what was it general thoughts from me i'll go fast since we're 20 minutes in (laughs) this movie is great david fincher is great there's not a i would not cut one thing out of this movie and i i and i'll segue to star ratings i give it four and a half stars and i think the only reason i did ding it at all is because it's somehow not in david fincher's top five movies for me it's he's just you gotta he, i'm it's getting graded on a fincher curve a little bit for me so <laughs> just out of curiosity what would you put in your top five uh, well, it's funny you ask. It's sitting right in front of me. Social Network, <laughs> Zodiac, Fight Club, Seven, The Game, and then the game. I got Gone Girl, 
Dragon Tattoo. Wait, is the game is Michael the game Douglas. The one with Michael Sheen. Michael Douglas. Michael Michael yeah. In San Francisco. Dude, that's in your top five? It's a perfect movie. I didn't even think that was a Fincher movie. Like the quality? Like it's ooh. ooh. So I'm a fan. Four and a half stars, maybe five. Go around the horn. Star Wars. Honestly, comparing this to like um the social network i feel like overall that's just more of an experience of a movie where like the music and the editing and just everything comes together really well where i don't feel that quite as much with this movie it just like some of those things don't have the same presence but i still really enjoy this one wait lauren what's your star rating though oh for this uh four out of five Ben. i'd give it a three and a half john i give it a three and a half too what did you give the snowman it's a good question. I'm I just sure, mem- I'm not sure I just remember Zach it. loving it and the rest. You, Zach, you loved it. I did didn't not. You? I did not love the snowman. I, I well, was. I thought like a lot of us hated. I thought a lot of us you, hated it, and only one person liked it. But I guess I'm wrong. It's hard to remember what with that episode not existing. But it it also shits the bed when apparently they yeah. didn't shoot twenty percent of the movie. It's. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's just wasted potential. Just honestly, like I still have problems with like the villains motivations like they make no sense I don't, to me i have I've not thought about them since i saw the movie, that movie so. <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. i remember being like oh man michael fassbender's like moving up in the world and now he hasn't like been in anything huge since i think he's just been laying around with alicia vikander and who could blame gonna yeah i'm gonna, um, I'm gonna <laughs> say that's fair that's fair he might not ever act again just in case y'all are curious my top five Finchers would be seven would be number one. So uh, Zodiac at number two, Social Network at number three, Alien Three at number four. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Alien Three. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, Alien Three is fine, but that is just a. I enjoyed a, it, but that I was is a, not expecting. You should have saved that for a hot take theater. Yeah, <laughs> I'd move. Two, three, and four down to three, four, and five because I'd put uh, Gone Girl right af- after Zodiac. I still haven't watched that. So good. Fastbender has done Dark Phoenix and Snowman since 2017. Let's see. 2017, he released Snowman and Alien Covenant. And then he did when Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, yeah, okay. He's been taking a break. I wonder what's going on. I can't. We we need to bring him back. He's 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 one of my, he's one of the best. He's yeah. He's a great actor. He just had. First, like, we some... need to get to a place where we get to bring everyone back to Hollywood. That's true. <laughs> he just has a. He just needs a better agent, or needs to pick. No, I mean movies. he's obviously he's choosing not to work for some reason. I'm guaranteed. No, um, but like the movies he did before, like he maybe I mean, he, he wanted pretty, to do. But those. what are you talking about? Dark, dark. He's great in Dark Phoenix. I know you hate Dark Phoenix, but he, uh, Zach, he's... most people hate Dark Phoenix. Well, I understand, but I'm just saying he is great as Magneto in all four of those movies. Like that's yeah, I think but, that's an unassailable but opinion. But it doesn't it doesn't matter like if how good he is if that movie is that bad. Like that's the problem. Well, maybe he's... going in he didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, in... and then Assassin's Creed. Um, also, I haven't oh, seen it, so I can't movie. talk about it. But oh, Assassin's Creed—that's your hot take. <laughs> that movie is pure sewage water. <laughs> like, like there aren't many video game movies worse than Assassin's Creed, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's either that or, or like or any better than that, that or like what was it? Agent Forty Seven. The OG Mortal Kombat is still the best video game movie ever made. Like it just—it hands down, it is. It's. 
performance prize. I'm going to pause and not... I always throw out the first pick. And I'm going to let someone else... How about Lauren, since she picked the movie? Who would you give your performance prize to? Would it be the best or worst performance? It would be the best for the cat. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> the cat just a scene where Daniel Craig wakes up at one point... He, or he's in the bed like with a blanket wrapped around him and he pulls the bed or the blanket yeah. out and the cat was sitting on it. So the cat reacts to like play with the blanket and freaks out Daniel Craig and they leave that in the movie and I love it so much. <laughs> but no, in all honesty, I guess best performance would probably be, I don't know, I really think uh, Rooney Mara is really good in this. She's incredible. Deserving of an Oscar nomination. Could, mm-hmm. She could could have won that year too. Craig is was decidedly underrated. I feel like Craig... Didn't get the due he deserved for this movie too, though. He's fantastic. He's really I think he's good in it. He pulls off like the swarmy, rich, arrogant asshole, but you still like him really well. Been, I guess he's not he rich been, in the movie. He was James Bond already, like so. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not suave like James Bond. He's enjoyable, but he's not particularly memorable. Not when you compare him next to this dude. What was yeah, his name? Yeah, I was going to say, like, compared to LeBlanc, it's not even, it's no fucking question. <laughs> as soon as he gets asked to um, by Christopher Plummer to do this mystery, it's just like, oh my God. And I made the connection in my brain, and I could not watch <laughs> the rest of this movie without thinking of him in that role doing this movie. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if you think about it, like... Now it's not even the best, like, mystery with Daniel Craig. (laughs) Uh, I I hold both those movies about the same. I'm going to push back and say that I think Stellan Scars. I mean, I guess this is is Rooney Mara's, like, breakout role, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And she did amazing. But, like, I, I don't know. Like Ben said, that scene in the basement when that you have the turn. Mm hmm. And he goes from kind of he never turns. That's the best part about it. He is the well, yeah. same. He is delivering the same performance from the first minute you see him to the last minute. But you view everything he does completely differently depending on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's just such a he's such a formidable actor. Bravo to him. I'm I'm with John. And his oldest is really good looking. See him in Nymphomaniac. I will never see Nymphomaniac, but thanks for the. Yo, you should see Nymphomaniac. It's a good movie. Two movies. One movie? Two movies. Two movies. But, like, I'm I'm with John. Like, Rooney Mara is amazing through and through. But Skarsgård has, like, one scene that is just outstanding. Like, it, it like it's so, so good. And he's great. And Rooney Mara's got, like, seven, but, you know. When, when, he, when he gets <laughs> nailed by Rooney Mara yeah. with the, like, pipe or whatever, and then I think golf in the club. next shot. A ta- or it was a golf club, wasn't it? Golf club. Maybe yeah. yeah, maybe it was golf club. You see his like jaw, and I'm sure it's a prosthetic and like makeup and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But his jaw is like physically dislodged. It's so good. Yeah. You and, see like, some teeth fly out too. It's Fincher. This man. movie's not one to shy away from really hard to look at things. Yeah. So we're yeah. Split. If you think that was great for him, think about like half the bruises Rooney on Rooney, Rooney Mara's body after the rape scene were real bruises. Oh my god! Or the or the the sequence where uh, she kicks the dildo or whatever. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. hear the noise. Yeah, that it is so very bad. Good, interesting oh, sound like, effects. That's like that that's yeah. like all of the worst moments in Seven just compiled into like one sound bite. It's like no, no, thank you. My my sound bar brought a new level to that scene. <laughs> oh. Like 
I was That's so good. I, I usually watch movies with headphones. This that was a scene where I did not. You just removed. Them. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're getting rid I of. I could be I could be convinced to switch my vote to Rudy Mar. No, I'm just gonna get rid of. We can only give out one award, and then we'll we'll give out two. We'll just spread this the is love. literally changing the rules at the ninth hour. <laughs> this is what the Democrats tried to pull. You know, I'm going to give it to Daniel Craig because unlike everyone else who is going for the Swedish accent, he was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he just kept his British accent. <laughs> um, oh, another thing. Joel Kinnaman just getting two lines in this. Movie. Yeah. Like, Wait, did he actually get lines? He, he has a line at the end when he comes up to Robert Wright. <gasps> yeah. I, I, was I was so like, excited. I was, I was like, oh, Joel <laughs> Kinnaman's in this. Yeah. I was like, Wait. I guess he's not in this. I think yeah. that's a franchise casting because I'm pretty sure that guy that guy has a bigger he's, role he's, in the books. Yeah, if I remember, he's a pretty famous Swedish actor. Like, no, no. Oh, yeah. I'm saying no. It makes sense that Kinnaman's in the movie. I'm just saying. I'm saying the character I think had a bigger role in the book. Mm. Maybe he got cut out a little bit and could have been like franchise. Like, could have been in more stuff in the sequels. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. Also, Robin oh, wow. Wright is so good in this. Like, mm-hmm. Robin She's Wright's really great. Yeah, I was yeah. I was bummed I didn't bring her up in um, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. It's like when she came back for that intro scene, it was just like yay. But it's like re- she was gone. rewatching uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine too. Like, oh, she is so fucking good. I want to ask the question: Is it implied? That he's not having an affair with her, or rather, she's not having an affair with him. She's in an open relationship. Yeah. With I that's her what husband. okay. Her husband's that's aware. what I figured. Let's talk about that ending. We talked about it a little bit. I think the ending is just like fantastic, even as a standalone. Like it's obviously like setting up more of the story. It's a very fitting, sad downer ending to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember hating it when i originally saw it but this time it worked for me mm-hmm. it works it, it, it works it, as a, as like it stand as a standalone movie like i mean but like like you said zach it also does jump off into more i just i everything with the relationship between blomquist and and elizabeth just feels off like i don't know okay here i'm gonna defend it real quick I she I don't she knows you gotta remember who the two well people i know are. she like did all that research and she knows him she knows him. She and she pro- and like and as Craig even says, she knows him better than, better than anybody friends. else yeah. in mm-hmm. his life. And she knows him in hers way and like I think Lauren was saying earlier or maybe it was John, everybody treats her like shit. I think And ben then said he, that. He, he, I it, it was John. I think he it was, was talking John. about yeah. how he liked their first scene together I because mean, he treated her like a person. I wouldn't disagree that everyone treated and her like shit. I don't know. I buy it. And the, she's she's trying to comfort him, not necessarily falling in love with him the first time they sleep together. And then I think their relationship evolves from there. And she's just someone who does. She slowly lets her guard down. And I think they the scene where I can buy up to them sleeping together, but like her actually caring, just it doesn't it doesn't click for me. Because I think so much of this movie, though, was also them doing separate things. Even when they started working together, so much of it was like, like yeah. divide and conquer. Like, I'll track down this lead, you track down they, this they lead. They literally solved the case separately. Like, they both found the answer separately. So, I think when they're up at the... Which was, a, it's, a, it's a great, like, scene, but it just... It's yeah, but I'm saying when they're up at the estate, they are... I think it's it's pretty just like a sexual transaction. But I think a lot of time passes from when he saves her life. She saves his life. So that's and mm-hmm. 
to when twice. she saves his life twice to the end of the well, movie. Yeah, at one point where she says they, it's they Christmas seem to be in a committed relationship. Like yeah, it was at the so yeah, it's been it was like a year. End. This movie takes place. This like movie over takes a place year. over a long time. Yeah, but that's what I mean too when I said that it's so aerodynamic. Is that time passes so quickly and you're like barely aware of it, and you're barely aware of it almost to a fault because it doesn't give you an equivalent sense of the progression of relationship with the characters. Mm -hmm. So I got what they were going for with the, at the end with like her, like doing this stuff to like pay him back and kind of like, uh, kind of get him his due. Like, uh, I mean, I guess you could argue, well, he already got his reputation back. Like, why does she have to like get him the money? She didn't get him, but it does because she hates criminals. (laughs) We don't know what happened to the money. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we don't know what happened true, to yeah. it. Knowing her, it probably went to like other battered women or something. I think it went to and two like, sequel books that never happened. And it probably also went to like her financing how she could do this super dope intro in uh, Into the Spider's Web. She has like the the like a oh that was in the trailer too, or whatever. Right? Like yeah, and that's yeah that was another thing. It's like because that that movie does feel very distinct because it's like Jesus Christ, she's gone from like badass hacktivist to like secret agent <laughs> but is that a good thing though like it's, i think that's what i really love thing. about mara's performance in this movie though is that she's still she like has human. power and agency but it's never yeah. like oh i'm a badass boss woman like she's still scrappy she uses yeah. her smarts it, it's not just like like a not to knock it but like it's not like a sarah connor i'm a strong woman well i will i will say her best scene is the one where she has the most control which is in the elevator with her uh (laughs) yeah ward no she's the ward um her uh but that power was earned through her wits and her her ingenuity you know great scene just stop visiting tattoo sites he's not he's not (laughs) physically intimidated with her she's he's She's psychologically got the That's arm the up on him. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he's just oh god, Lauren. I this, I don't know if this needs to be discussed heavily, but like, I remember when this movie was coming out. I think both the original and then the this remake, people were worried about the depiction of the rape scene. Mm-hmm. Was it worse in the Swedish one? Was it? I really don't remember. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I always, I always struggle with this because I love someone getting their comeuppance, but like I feel like rape should not be answered with rape. Like it's a really hard scene to take because of that. But also, I don't feel bad for him. I yeah. don't know. I also think there's something to like. It's so interesting because at that point in time, too, she was still separate from the and that's part of this part of this movie that i think to fincher's credit he does well but it still feels weird is that so much of the first part of this movie is just us getting to know her Mm -hmm. separate from the main mystery right yeah they meet like halfway through the movie exactly and so like it's it's great because it's able to give us a lot of her motivation and backstory which a lot of other films and stories wouldn't be able to do as thoroughly or as in depth and so the fact that fincher can pull it off is great but it's also like it just but why (laughs) (laughs) well not but why i because i get the why i think i get the why i just 
it's it stands so separate still and it's so distinct for that first part of it that it just it feels almost emotionally manipulative because it's so separate from the main uh conflict of the movie um movies are manipulation no fair enough fair enough yeah but the manipulation often or should be like earned in a sense like you you shouldn't feel like you're manipulated, I guess. I do not feel manipulated. I didn't feel manipulated. I just felt disgusted. <laughs> Which is the appropriate feeling to that. Yes. And just gleed <laughs> by the taser. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the ending? Yeah, Lauren's like, get him! Um, oh no, no, we've gone too far! Go yeah, back! You know, my biggest... My biggest too far, especially when you hear the noise. But... um. <laughs> My biggest thing about the ending is that we don't find out whether or not it's revealed what uh, Martin was that his name? Martin? Like, do they tell the world what he did? Or is that just brushed under the rug? Because like, it wasn't, it's not like this was an actual case being investigated by police anymore. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel bad because I want as much as I enjoy this guy who hurt, um, Mikhail's like career and life in the beginning. Yeah. I don't care about that story at the end. I want to yeah. see what happens to this. No- well, he wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was kind of a Nazi. He hated immigrants, but um, <laughs> I yeah, care more I mean, about that and like those victims being like their families knowing what happened to them. Finally, I think yeah. like, based that just on what he told Harriet the first time he went, he baited her at her front door. Mm-hmm. like i think it was like implied he died in a car crash like so i think you're right they did get to sweep it under the rug oh. mm-hmm. i think also though but i think oh, yeah. he might have told harriet what really happened once he figured out she was actually harriet but yeah but i want the world to know yeah well and also i feel like lauren to kind of comment on that but it, yeah the film is talking it's, it's anti-corporate douchebaggery you but know and yeah. like and didn't, they're complicit uh, in even even as they're trying to take down this other guy too. Though, didn't so. Blomquist have a conversation with the editor of Robin Wright's character like after? That was about the like, other guy. Yeah. Oh. It was hard to keep some of these names like That was the guy who screwed him over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of one of the things I appreciate about these types of films too and even I I think the the television comparison piece I also make to it is Dexter is I love exploring the pathology behind why these antagonists are doing what they're doing and how and how is it that they get to these methods and that kind of thing and i think the the film or the story does a good job at saying in terms of the pathology like this types of this type of misogyny is learned and mm-hmm. like martin got it from his dad and even though he was able to see his dad through a very objective lens in terms of like oh his dad was a drunk and a brute and a, just an overall terrible human being that still couldn't prevent him from like imprinting that onto yeah. him to a point that he couldn't resist. But like the whole thing about the the Bible stuff that you were talking about, Lauren, and the whole the whole thing about the like how they were killing those women and why they were killing in that way, that wasn't very that wasn't really revealed. It, like it, like maybe it was just like under the guise of like wanting to give it a religious aspect that would make people think that it was religiously motivated as opposed to ethnically and anti-Semitically motivated. But it, it didn't go into that at all. The way I took it was like, it's just another clever trick that they're like, Oh, 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 I'm so clever kind of thing. I'm so smart. You know, I don't think it had any like real significance or meaning 
to them. Which is, yeah, which is, I think, which is fair. And I think a lot of the most brutal cruelty doesn't have to have reason or motivation behind it. If anything, that sometimes is what makes it even more brutal and cruel is that like, there is no reason. That's why, that's um, why that- Michael Myers is such a scary <laughs> fucking villain. Like, so you well, have yeah. no idea what he's doing. It all why goes back that. to power and dominance and Martin's dad and Harriet's dad used religion as his excuse to continue to purvey that violence where Martin but, is an But their excuse, of- because I thought... What I kind of picked up on was the family themselves weren't really that religious. It was only really Harriet who kind of like overtly seemed to have these very religious like. But um, the dad was killing the girls in a, and Martin references how his dad would leave bodies all over the place. And, like he clearly has to be religious to make those like. Yeah, Harriet just figured out what was going no, on. No, for sure. No, for, like, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Harriet but they, wasn't but they, religious. She was like studying a murderer. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But they don't talk. <laughs> but like the idea that he was just because he made those like connections and was able to like do it in that manner doesn't necessarily mean he was like devout, right? Yeah, but like there's no reason not to believe he wasn't. Yeah, you're I, just, I mean, you're just I, arguing your own case, man. That's not. <laughs> Well, and this is again, this is kind of why, like, I, like you can make that argument, and I get that too. But I think the way in which, like, the snowman, or even like again, like I mentioned, Dexter, like, really unfold and unpack the the pathology behind these people, I I really appreciate that, and I find that interesting, and I um, <coughs> wish there was a little bit more of that. It's like the only thing involving that didn't throw me off about Christianity. The thing that threw me off about Christianity was how much, um, like, Mikhail. Like, his daughter was Christian, and that was really weird to him. I didn't understand that whole storyline other than to be like, she could make the connection of the two things or whatever. But it was such a weird aside. that he I, was... Well, I think just in general in those... It's in a those regional ro- thing. I was yeah, going to say, I don't really know countries, enough about the region. It's not, yeah, it's not super popular, I think. That Viking blood. <laughs> that was kind of a but why from John. Does anybody I have any other is, but yeah. whys? complaints uh, wish they had done something different guess they kind of blended that too with the ending with yeah ben i feel like the, john wished they was a little bit more meat on the romance bone uh, sound terrible gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's, plenty of meat in the romance bone uh, I, I, I have no proof of to, daniel to craig's what endowment Zach was saying, um, i really wish daniel craig's cock wasn't so emaciated <laughs> <laughs> you should probably go get that checked out bud <laughs> Does anybody have a hot take theater besides Alien this 3 is, being uh, a David This is kind of hot take. It, Alien it kind 3 of, is I, a great movie, all right? <laughs> Y'all can just step off, okay? It's enjoyable, but like, I don't know if I'd put it above this, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, part of it's because I'm a huge Alien fan, but like, it, I think it's the, there's a there's a second or third cut of it that's really, really good. Great. The David Fincher work print, which was he, he disavowed the movie, the theatrical version, and then they I think they assembled what they thought would be the closest to his version based mm-hmm. off his notes for the quadrilogy set, but I do not think he actually had a hand in making that version Didn't of the Didn't Joss Whedon write one? Well, I mean, technically, the he fourth had a hand one. in making that version because he directed all of those scenes. But... Well, but no, no, yeah. but I mean, like the yeah. like the the assembly of yeah, the movie, yeah. yeah. 
Um, this is, I don't know. It's kind of unrelated, but I was listening to our Boogie Nights episode. Mm-hmm. And again, th- this isn't this isn't to downplay Rooney Mara because she did incredible. But it was weird for me to see how much nudity Rooney Mara did. And then to still like maintain like a very, not just like, like, okay, now she's like a celebrity and she'll get cast as things. No, she's had an incredible filmography since. And to not have seen that similar type of effect with Heather Graham from Boogie Nights. Because Heather Graham was incredible in Boogie Nights too. And Rooney Mara is a better actress. I uh I would agree with that. But I don't I think know, man. Also... Have you seen The Hangover? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what their nudity had to do with any of that, but okay. <laughs> my hot my hot take I was actually gonna call out the nudity as well just because to just poke fun at John. It was like, my hot take, was there too much nudity in this movie? Well, just because I think it's such a, and especially, now I get also that Rooney Mara is kind of from like a Hollywood family too. And so like her sister already had a presence in the industry. And I think- Yeah, she has no career based on her own merit whatsoever. No, I mean, she's, again, she's an incredible actress. Her filmography can speak for itself too. But like for this to be her breakout role and to like, for her to just be like not only am i gonna do a whole shit ton of nudity i'm gonna do like a full-on rape scene too like holy cow that's so courageous i think of her and i don't know i it obviously paid off i just wish it would have paid off more for heather graham hey i, I mean I, how much has she done after this i can't think of other rooney mara heather graham honestly austin austin powers too oh. and oh oh no i'm talking about rooney mara what else have we <laughs> yeah, seen she was in carol she was in lion a she ghost story in, side I effect guess we'll her okay this explains song. everything i've seen none of these movies <laughs> yeah. so mary she magdalene in, she had some stuff beforehand she was in the remake of a nightmare on elm street and then the social oh Network yeah see That's the one right. i have seen is that one so <laughs> Her well, here's the other. She thing. was in Kubo and That's the two another strings. movie I stand by as being underrated. I wouldn't say. Oh, she was in Lion. Oh, Lion was so good. Okay. Lion was not good. I just need know. to do a stroll down memory lane Lion. and watch all of her it... movies. Seems like <laughs> she's good, except for think... Ghost Story because you know why. She's also good in that one. Yeah, but Casey Affleck. She was in her. I was like, this is the other thing. Her and like Joaquin Phoenix. Now their careers have been so tightly nicked. As well. She's gonna be a Nightmare Alley. Hell yeah! What is that? movie. Oh, nice. But like, look at look at who she's got to work with after this. Like, David Lowry a couple different times. Steven Soderbergh, Spike Jones, Todd Haynes, Terrence Malick, Gus Van Sant, Steven Soderbergh. Um, I already said Steven Soderbergh. Like, let's look at Heather Graham's career. <laughs> She was recently in why, I, my <laughs> least favorite movie from last year. Or no, second to least favorite. She was in Desperados. <laughs> oh, she was in Swingers. That's crazy. She's great in Swingers. That's, well, that's pre yeah, Boogie that's Nights. That's one of those though. films that I know I need to see as well. I mean, she, she just she's currently in The Stand. Yeah, I just I don't. I've heard it's that. Just, meh. It's just weird to get so bent first. out of shape about this. Yeah. <laughs> like she's a good. I enjoy Heather Graham, but I don't. I don't think she's in the same league as Rooney Mara. Mm-mm. But yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder if she wasn't given a chance, though, Zach. Rooney Mara got nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Heather Graham mm-hmm. did not for Boogie Nights. Maybe that hurt her. Um. Okay. Hot take. That was definitely one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Repeat after me. I don't know if there's. This is a very uh, most memorable line movie, oh, but dude. I think it's. I uh, mean, it, that, it yeah, would be that Star's Guard him. scene gave me like five lines I wrote down. <laughs> uh, there are some good lines in there, but yeah. the can you can I kill him is yeah, my that's most memorable line. May I kill him? You didn't even get it right. Whatever. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, my favorite line was just cat. <laughs> when he's just yelling for the cat oh, to come yeah. to his house yeah, and he doesn't good. have a name for it. To, be, yeah. fair, yeah. to be fair, can I kill him is grammatically incorrect. If I were Blomquist, I would have been like, I don't know, can you? So. Lauren says it's May. It was may I kill him. Oh. I had to Isn't update that what my I said? letterbox. No, you, you said two said can. can I kill him. Damn it! I, knew that. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, but I definitely wrote may I kill him down and that's not something I would say grammatically. <laughs> I, well, I so one of I'm the things Lauren. I remember yep. that Stellan Skarsgård has that just sends chills down my spine. We both have urges. Satisfying mine requires more towels. <laughs> what was that pause? More. I think he paused towels. in there, right? Maybe. No, I don't. Think Maybe he so. didn't. Maybe <laughs> the other line that really made me shudder was like, "I've never had a man in here before." I'm like, "Oh God, I don't like where this is going." <laughs> It's like, I feel terrible for all the women who have been here. I do not want to watch what happens to The Craig. line isn't the best part, though. It's the way he, like, he pauses looks as at he him. undoes his pants. Yeah, it's, and uh, he's just kind of, like, confused for a second. He also gives a great look. At, what do like, I do when, with this? What did you call it, Zach? Uh, uh, a love a love thing? A love stick or something? No, what was your... I didn't call... What? Love a meat? Love oh, Love meat bone. There on you the go. bone. Romance bone. <laughs> love story bone. It's a meat <laughs> on the love story bone. Meat. I also like, what are you doing? Reading your notes. They're encrypted. Please. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she, she had a great, great line looks. towards the end that was just like, I'm sorry that I know that when she was talking about the amount of money in his account. Oh, the amount yeah. of money he has. Yeah. I also mentioned before the, uh, and don't, don't, or stop looking at tattoo sites. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. That tattoo was removal. Tattoo sites. removal. Yeah. Lauring. Uh, I, it was um, Skarsgård and Craig talking, and you said, um, it didn't work. I'm here. And he's like, Mikado, it did work. You're here. You're here. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. That whole scene is the best written scene mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but I also, lo- I think my favorite beat from that sequence, though, is when he invites him in, and like uh, Craig starts walking in, and yeah. Skarsgård just gives this look like, what are you doing? Like, he's just like, <laughs> and then he, you know, he speaks to that m- yeah. in the, the scene, but he gives, mm-hmm. he, he definitely delivers a line in the, or a look where it's just like, man, I can't believe that worked. Come on in, you know. Like, <laughs> okay. Must really want some alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> hey, John, you up? He wants to get rid of that. We'll skip that. The doggo download. We already discussed, do it did not end Poor well kitty. for our favorite cat. Rip cat. <laughs> The f- or or for the for today's episode, the feline files. <laughs> ben, is there any memes from this movie? I should hope not. <laughs> this movie is this movie's so goddamn dark. I don't want memes of this. <laughs> <laughs> the book was much better than the movie. I think the movie, having read the book, the movie's better than the book. But I Lord, did enjoy did you read the book. No, I did enjoy I've, the. I didn't because I heard they're super long and boring. No, they're, they're fine. They're 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 entertaining. They're what they're supposed to be. But I did, like I said, I never finished the third one, and I was pretty engrossed going into it, so I don't know what happened. The Upgradables, who, what movies did it better? Uh, John says The Snowman. Um, and Heather Graham. Ben says uh, <laughs> Knives Out. Uh, I, I wouldn't say as a whole. Wait, wait, hold saying. on. Is that what, is that, 
wait, this this doesn't make any sense. I thought the upgradals was who would we rather have in these roles, and if that's, that's part the of ki- it, if who, that's the question, no one. Everyone in this better. film is incredible. I I would take LeBlanc over Blomquist if we could do that. Otherwise, you want to hear some of the other casting options? Sure. It was offered to Natalie Portman, but she declined due to exhaustion. Scarlett Johansson was considered, but she was considered too sexy by David Fincher. Jennifer Lawrence was considered, but she was rejected because she's too tall. Um, And then Rooney Mara was finally cast. Jennifer Lawrence? No way. Mm -hmm. According to IMDb, so take it all with a grain of salt. I think I read somewhere that Anne Hathaway was up for it, too, at some point. I don't think anybody could have done it then. Or how are you pronounce it? Rapace, I think. Oh, and then also, hold on. I got it. There's there's male castings on the Wikipedia page that I moved away from. They landed on the best versions of both these people. I I couldn't imagine or Mm -hmm. want anybody else in there. They are so, and they're so good together too. Oh, you know what? Who did it better though? Um, The eyebrows that were included in the other movies. The what? I I couldn't get past her bleached out eyebrows. Oh, (laughs) Oh, there's a reason we still have those. Um, George Clooney, Johnny Depp, Viggo Mortensen, and Brad Pitt were candidates. Viggo could have been the only other person. I I would have cast Benedict Cumberbatch as the tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) It would would be his second best dragon casting. (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, is he Smaug? Yeah. Yeah. To infinity beyond. (laughs) I don't know if this movie really has a lasting impact. Um, It's like part. I mean, it like took, this and Gone Girl is like Fincher's like airport novel phase. You hear that referenced a lot, but like I guess it it, it gave us Rooney Mara, and it I think it's one of um, Craig's. I think it should have had more of an impact that Craig could open and should be in more the star of more movies outside Bond movies. But this didn't but do well. It made its budget back, I think, but. But they weren't satisfied enough to give it sequels. Well, that's what I'm saying. It should have. It should have made the Craig thing stick. I will also say, I think a discussion about misogyny just overall um, in our society was probably propelled this was by, ahead of the game i think so and well maybe and like obviously the books came before and that kind of thing but i think i think this propelled it even more because it was finally ahead mainstream hollywood some care- of us mainst- have been talking about it for decades <laughs> no for sure no a hundred percent a hundred percent i'm just but i think finally <laughs> a story but but seriously though finally a story with mainstream hollywood characters that had a little bit of reputation behind it already was able to like move it along even further, I think. Okay. Would recommend anybody have... Oh, wait. I skipped one. The internet says... I think we've kind of talked about that, too. Would recommend... Do you have any other recommendations that you think, if you like this movie, you should also watch? Every Knives other Knives Out. Mover? Knives Out. Just, just because of Dying of I can't believe I haven't seen that one. Um, Spider's Web. I was going to say, go watch the other Still movies. haven't watched that one. I, like this, I one of the reasons I picked this one for some reason I keep not watching the second and third film in the original trilogy, and I've wanted to since <laughs> I've known about them. Just for some reason I haven't. I don't know. I guess reading is hard sometimes, but it's like I need to finally use this as a catalyst to do that. Um, any bonus rounds worth bringing over? Can I do my favorite trivia? Yes. 
Uh, while fam- This is from IMDb Trivia again. While filming a scene in a diner, the cast and crew were surprised to find out that Ellen Nyquist, um, daughter of Michael Nyquist, the first actor to play Mikhail Blomquist, or however you pronounce these names, was working there as a waitress while attending school. Upon finding out, they wrote in a few extra lines for her, allowing her to interact with her father's successor, Daniel Craig. So that's pretty Crazy. Cool. Oh, this is like the second film maybe that Daniel Craig and Christopher Plummer have been in then. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. (laughs) Oh, my bad. (laughs) Lauren, one last pitch for this movie. Um, It's great. The end. Great. Um, (laughs) I agree with her. Next week, we're flashing back to 2001 with Ben's pick, which he swapped out at the last second. It was going to be Zoolander. But it's now going to be the oh, Richard Kelly directed Donnie Darko. Uh, Donnie Darko, a movie I held in my top five for a while. Ooh. So I'm excited to revisit that. The cult classic from 2001. Yeah. Ben will tell us why he picked that instead of Zoolander next week. But until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. Find me where we can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofro.com. Rate and review the podcast. Apparently it does stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby, and I apologize to all Zoolander fans. It's a great movie. I know that. I know that. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at the Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul, but you can find me on Twitter at another Rahul. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Donnie Darko. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.